Welcome. Let's join best-selling author Fred Kuhn as he interviews our next guest expert. Welcome, everybody. Great show today. And a repeat guest, Professor Stephen Cates. I, I wanted to say that he is a wealth of knowledge about many issues, and we're going to focus on a very important issue today about millennials, about unions, and we're going to go right into it. But first, I want to tell you that Stephen serves as a faculty member for graduate programs at the School of Business and Information Technology uh, at Purdue Global uh, University, and has an extensive background in business in the United States. He's authored over 100 publications in the field of HR management, marketing, and served on dissertation committees. Stephen, welcome again to the Workplace Strategies. Hello, Fred. It's a pleasure to be with you again, and I'm excited about having this conversation on uh, this particular topic, which is a fairly hot button when it comes to organized labor in the United States. It is, and I don't think it's a topic that's discussed very much anymore. I don't see it a lot in the news. I know union membership has declined appreciably over the last couple of decades, but I think there's a movement coming to re-enhance and support that larger growing union membership. So they have to, the unions have to be faced with this younger generation, the millennials and the Ys and the Zs and so why don't millennials join unions, Steve? My research has indicated different than what I call opinionated research, which really has not spent time in discussing this with millennials themselves, indicates that when we think about millennials and their value systems, how they liked to do things in teams and groups, they believe in social causes, all of those things would be very positive as it relates to this particular group of employees becoming unionized. The problem stems from several reasons. Number one is that the millennial generation, the Y generation, should also be called the me generation. And it's all about them. And when we think about unions and organized labor, they're a much more socialistic, philosophical process where they believe that it's all for the good of the entire population, not for individuals. And so when we think about millennials, if millennials are all about themselves, that in itself is a 180-degree conflict when it comes to philosophies uh, with unions and organized labor. As an example, if we take a look at the percentage of these millennials who belong to unions, it runs somewhere in the neighborhood of about overall about 7%. Uh, if we look at those individuals that are from 16 to 24, and that might be Generation Z, but those individuals from 24 to 34, which might be millennials, that younger group, about 5% of them are unionized. The millennials are about 10.5% unionized. And so when we think about who makes up the bulk of unions, it happens to be Generation X and those baby boomers that are still in the workplace. It's not the millennials. And the percentage 
of millennials belonging to unions really is not changing. It's not um, really going up. So what happens is that those millennials, about 93 to 94% of them, don't want to join unions. They don't want to pay union dues. And this time-honored process of tenure for unions, seniority is another term that we could use, is totally something that turned millennials off, Fred. Well, let me ask you, uh, have you done any research, Stephen, on educational background for these percentages of join, not join with Z and with millennials that you quoted? I have, sir. And if we look at those individuals who are most likely to join unions, it would be blue-collar millennials, and it would also be those millennials who had parents who had positive experiences with unions, and the parents might be influencing those millennials to want to join unions. Otherwise, there's no really attractive reason for millennials to join a union. Is that what you're saying? That is absolutely correct. All right. So that presents a problem for unions. Well, the dilemma with those unions, to respond to that particular uh, question, is unions really haven't come up with a new strategy. They still are using those time-honored strategies that they've used for the last 75 years to attract people to want to come and join that union. And that message is being lost on millennials and on Generation Z, Fred. So what do unions do to address this pretty serious future erosion of their ranks? They're going to have to overhaul their strategy as it relates to how they get the message out to millennials that unions are good for millennials, that it's good for them individually. The problem with that is the issue of seniority, and seniority prevails as the golden fleece for the holy grail, if you will, for unions. And millennials don't want to be considered at the back of the line. They want to start at the front of the line. And so this idea that I'm being treated differently than other union members because I'm the newest union member doesn't resonate with millennials at all. Well, that's a that's a terrible conflict in and of itself, Stephen. What what could a union do? I mean, when you say overhaul, that would be a major shift, a sea shift. Absolutely, and that's one of the problems that unions are having to try to deal with now because with their existing membership who have paid their dues, if you will, by being on the off shifts and having to work their way up into the more preferred jobs, those individuals would have a real issue with the union if the union suddenly says, we're going to allow millennials to have the same tenure or same seniority that you do. So it's a real difficult place for unions to be in. Possibly unions could attempt to recruit millennials into minor leadership roles in the unions to attempt to be able to get them to recruit their peers to be able to join those unions. But I don't think that's going to be successful in large numbers, Fred. So what you're saying is that unions will decline in this country further than they have over the last 20 or 30 years. That's correct, sir. 
I think that unions will continue to have difficulty in organizing companies. I think companies have, by and large, very strong strategies as it relates to union avoidance. I think that those organizations who have historically been unionized, we see their jobs continuing to be um, outsourced. Example, Harley-Davidson has had to uh, close a factory recently because of governmental issues with tariffs and, and those kinds of issues that are going on now globally. And so unions are still under tremendous attack. They certainly are in decline. And that um, the future doesn't look real bright if the unions are depending on these millennials to come in, step in, and fill the ranks as their older workers are continuing to retire. Well, let's migrate into the next question then, and that would be, if millennials are the me generation, what about the Z generation? Are they different in that respect regarding unions and how they would or might enter the workforce, union workforce, and why, and what would be a motivating rationale for that, Stephen? They are even more of a Me Too generation than possibly their older siblings. If we look at unionized percentages for the Generation Z, it's approximately half of what the millennials are in the United States, 5% versus 10%. And those are statistics that come from the Bureau of Labor, uh, statistics, uh, a governmental agency that tracks Uh, all employment. And they indicated in 2018 that only 5.2% of workers between 16 and 24, which is Generation Z, belong to unions versus those individuals that are between 24 and 34 that are your millennials. And they they represent about 10.4% of the workforce that are unionized. Stephen Cates, you're painting a very bleak and dismal picture here. So if the unions could figure this out, what would be, other than than trying to use Skype and Twitter and all of that, how do you overcome these, these mindset barriers of these younger generations to attract to the unions, if at all? You're going to have to change the way unions operate. That is the only way that's feasible at the present time for unions to be able to recruit any significant numbers of millennials and Generation Z to uh, want to become um, union brothers and sisters. Well, let's go back to your statement about the golden fleece. I mean, that is the ultimate nirvana for for a union member is they they have that seniority, that, that dominance of years. Are there alternatives to that that the unions might consider? I know you've read a lot about this and know a lot about it. So are there alternatives? This is my opinion that unions could look at tenure from a very, I would say, minimalistic perspective. That tenure would help only in layoffs and recalls. Otherwise, that if an individual came to work in an organization and there were multiple shifts that the union would need to negotiate with the organization some sort of rotation where employees would spend 
X amount of days or months on first shift, X amount of days on second shift, X amount of days on third shift, and that would rotate every three to four months. So everyone would feel like they are equal as it relates to having the benefits of working any given shift, rather than the most senior people always having the opportunity to choose the preferred shift and the middle and junior employees are left to choose what's left. It will be a long time, Stephen, before the mindset of the unions change to that kind of philosophy. Do you agree? Just personal opinion? Uh, Yes, sir, I do. And that's the dilemma that we run into. If unions don't change, they go the way of the dinosaur. Like anything else, if you don't change, you're gone. That's absolutely correct, sir. Folks, we have been spending time with Dr. Stephen Cates, a faculty member for the graduate program School of Business and Information Technology at Purdue Global University. Stephen, once again, thank you for being a guest on our show, and I hope to have you again and again. Thanks. It's always been a pleasure to be with you. I look forward to um, having future conversations with you, Fred. Thank you for visiting with us. We welcome your comments and suggestions and look forward to having you join us soon at Workplace Strategies.